2: Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Suzanne. And we are best friends and business partners who understand how our lives and our work are intertwined. And we talk about the challenges that are up for us because just like you, we're trying to
3: get better all the time. Whoa, it, I can't believe that I'm just back from a week vacation. I'm exhausted. Oh, I
2: don't even feel like the word vacation is relevant. Why is that? We were exhausted before we left, Rachel. We both said before we left that we have felt like we have been spinning plates, terrified that one was going to drop, and yet I know I was doing that while I was on vacation. Well, why didn't we
3: let other people hold our plates while we were on vacation? I don't know.
2: Well, can we find out in this show? We should find out on this show because clearly if you're doing it while you're on vacation, there's a reason. There's a bigger problem here. Do do we have a solve? Are you going to – do you have a solve? I I do, but I'm not going to tell you yet. Okay. Well, I have a great example of that. I I did this last night at post-vacation. So I was coming back from my workout class, and as I always do – I texted David to ask what are you doing for dinner what are we doing for dinner and it was just David and me Joey wasn't even home so it was just the two of us are you exhausted at this point exhausted I had okay. gone to work all day and then gone to a workout class and I said to David because we can either go out to dinner somewhere locally in the neighborhood or when I come home I can cook dinner. Uh, wait a minute. i got
3: to stop you right there. Why would you, if you are exhausted and you clearly have a preference of those two options going to out, why would you feel you had to give him a choice?
2: I don't know because I always am the one in charge of food. And I think because I had been on vacation, I probably felt guilty that I hadn't cooked okay, in a while. Yes, you're, okay. You're sick. Okay. Well, David chooses plan B. So as I... I'm driving home from working out a bit resentful Mm -hmm. that he hadn't chosen the right plan. I am actually telling him what to do in the kitchen. So I'm saying to him by text, Okay, if we're going to cook dinner, then um can you please take the blue pot and put some water in it and also get the spaghetti and there's chicken ad- that you can slice and some scallions in the fridge oh, so this is just so perfect an example of what we were we were talking about this before
3: our vacation about what happens when we helicopter our own lives okay oh, right yes, we want nothing more than we say we want nothing more than someone to come. And relieve me of this. I just need to be able to rely on other people. But we don't let it happen. Why is that? And here's the irony. They don't end up feeling good about it. Nobody likes having their arms and legs moved for them. No, no. It's like I'm my own helicopter parent. Right. And they end up being like those little creatures in Ursula's garden. And then, you know, like, (laughs) right. Uh, Unable, unequipped to actually be the help that we need. Exactly. So when we come back, we're going to fix all of this. I'm going to fix you, and through you, I'm going to fix everybody who's listening to
2: this show. Okay. Can't wait.
3: So here's the situation that you will recognize if you're listening to this show, it happens at work, it happens at home, anywhere that you are responsible for anything and you absolutely need that thing to be good, to work. OK, so for at home, at home, for example, you're in the kitchen, you're preparing a huge dinner party and your partner comes in asking what they can do to help. Ha, ha, ha. I mean – I know almost no woman other than one of my daughters who allows that to happen. No one. No, I never – I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. fine." Oh, yeah. Of course. Would I love help? You're fucking right I would love help, but no. Okay. so there's a reason I'm saying no. Or you've lost a babysitter and you need an all-hands-on-deck approach to finding a new one. Do you do that? No. No. You become the one. I have to control this search. I'm going to – and yet you're dying for someone to help you find one. Or – okay, I'm going to give the last home example and then you can give some examples from work. Travel plans. How many people do I – how many women do I know who in their family were about to take a trip? Okay. Well, I really want like my husband to go, you take care of the hotels. I'll deal with the flies. Oh, no, 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 no. I will take care of all the details of the travel plans. Meanwhile, I'm fuming in resentment. Like, really? This isn't a vacation for me. If I had
2: to... So this is, yeah. It happens a lot at work with writing, if you have a particular kind of style of writing. So writing takes a long time. So you do all the writing. Meanwhile, there's... Always someone else at work who probably could write something, maybe not just the way you would do it. There you go. But you don't let them do it because your assumption is, oh, I, I'll just, I, I can, I got this, I got this. I'm, I'm positive that I can do it. In the meantime, you're exhausted because your time is completely absorbed and overwhelmed with how much time you're spending at your computer. Um, I'd like you to tell the story
3: about when David offered to help connect you to... Oh, my
2: God. Oh, God. I feel... So in this one, David's the hero, right? Right. Right. Okay. I think David was hero in the last story, too. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Making dinner at my (laughs) request. Okay. I guess you could look at it this way. Okay. So David had offered to introduce us to an investor, which is hugely generous and great. So I said to David, to make this easier for you, let me write the introduction, mm-hmm. and then you can just cut and paste it, right? You can I'll write it as if it's your voice, mm-hmm. and then you can cut and paste it and send it, right? So instead of actually doing that so it would sound like, you know, dear Rachel, my wife Suzanne has right. this company. He just forwarded it. Okay, so it looked like I had written this email. About yourself. About myself, okay? (laughs) Now, it didn't say the cover, oh, David, here's the email I wrote about myself, but it was pretty fucking obvious, right? (laughs) Okay, so I, instead of being thankful that David took Took this off your plate. Yeah. Yeah, no. Of course, went to David and said, um, You're an idiot? No, I didn't say it quite like that. You're a fool? No, but there was some in indication that perhaps he could have done it differently. <laughs> no, I'm, okay. I'm quite sure you delivered that message. This is all
3: one pattern, Suzanne. It's when the stakes are really high, and you know
2: exactly not only what needs to get done, but how you How would I it. would have done it. Because let me just say on David's – in his defense, he said – well, there's no way this guy would have ever noticed that that he will have interpreted the way I did, which is like this – I wrote this. He won't see that it's forwarded. David was like, I just did it my way. Yeah,
3: that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: I was like, right. right, that was the problem. You didn't do it exactly how I would have done it.
3: Right. And when you do delegate, here's the thing. When, When – in those moments where – in the high-stakes situation where it, it is so important that this gets done not only right but my way, this is how delegation goes. Okay. Here's the goal. Right. Now, here's how you do it. Now, first say this. Now – right. Now, then do this. Now, sign your name like this. Oh, and let me see it before <laughs> you send it out just so I can make it perfect, by which I mean the way I would have it done. Thanks. Thanks for your help. I'm sure you feel really great about helping me now.
2: We actually have a joke that it, because I'm always dictating things to you in the okay. car, i have been saying to you, okay, Rachel, we should definitely call right. um, this person. And I go, oh, that's a great idea. And then you go, so
3: you go, hi, this is Rachel. And they'll go, hi, this is Mary. And then you go, how are you? And then she goes, how are you? <laughs> We're like, looking at you like, um, I think I know how to
2: place a so phone call. <laughs> So it's a habit. It's a clearly a very ingrained habit that's for bad for a reason. That's bad. Yep. All right. So, smarty pants, grasshopper, tell me. Tell me. Wait, am I the grasshopper or are you? I don't know. How does that? How does that analogy work? Grasshopper is the is the one who follows the.
3: Oh, so I guess I'm the
2: grasshopper. Yeah. Okay, great. So
3: so when we come back, let's talk about the solution. I need to take a breath. I'm already exhausted from having carried this show on my (laughs) shoulders
2: myself. Okay, (laughs) let's take a break.
0: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard.
3: All right. So let's let's do talk about the solution. But before we solve this problem, I just want to recap where we are, okay? We're in total control of everything, right? We're helicoptering everything. We aren't letting anyone really help. And oh, by the way, the result is that your partner feels infantilized, marginalized, and frustrated and disempowered. Your team at work feels resentful and disempowered. And we are overwhelmed and resentful with the bubble over our head going, why don't people help me? Why can't I just get
2: someone here to help me? And and worse, we're not holding open the possibility that there's a better way than our way right. of doing things. Right. I mean, what? for all I know, David might have cooked a five-star dinner that night. Yeah. No, but I'm being Maybe. serious, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. W- there's, yeah. There could be a much better way to do things, right? So, for example, Rachel, today I actually did ask for your help. We had gone into a coffee shop, and (laughs) I had ordered a green drink. I went in, and I ordered a green drink. And we went outside, and we sat in the shade on a bench. And when we got up and I went to my car, which was two blocks away, I realized that I had left the green drink back at the coffee shop. And you said – I can help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. And let's circle back, and I'll go into the store and and say, and I said to you, why don't you go in and say, my friend left her green drink here, and maybe you can give me that Mm -hmm. back or buy another one. That's what I asked for your help to do. Mm -hmm. You came back out to the car with a fresh, cold, brand-new green drink. Bingo. And I said... Wow, Rachel, did they just give you a fresh one? And you said, no, I just took it. <laughs> the, line, the line was really long. I was like, I am not
3: standing in line to explain what happened. There's a big refrigerator full of green drinks. I know the one she wanted. I'm taking it. It's she, not it's the mine. way I would have done it. Well, but did it did you was get faster. What you want? Yes, right. I did. Okay. See? See? Uh-huh. Yep. It's a great example. It's a good example. So let's let's figure out how else you might solve it besides shoplifting. <laughs> um, um okay. Here's 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 one tip I can give you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He were so shocked, it was so cute. Like, oh, like you've never gone in and so stolen I actually, shit. I actually haven't. That's the thing. I oh, act- like you don't steal stuff every day from
2: stores. I actually haven't. So okay. okay thanks okay. for solving my problem the way I <laughs> right. the way you saw it. Okay. So before we go any further, just in case
3: you're listening to this and going, Oh, that's not me, there are many different personas that go with this habit. Let's just name three of the big ones, okay? So the first persona is the perfectionist. Anything less than perfect just makes you feel like a horrible person. There are people I can name them in my life of which one is sitting right across from me. <laughs> is It's usually about proving that you're not whatever, some shitty adjective that on some level someone in your early life told you you were. But the main thing is like if it's not perfect, it's really a problem and by the way – I alone define what
2: perfect means. Yep, that's bad. There's another one, the superhero, which is the fantasy that you have that you can absolutely do it all. And the interesting thing about the superhero is that you do do it all, like you actually are, whether it's Mary Poppins or Superman or Wonder Woman, like you actually are highly capable, but you're also a teeny bit resentful in the process and also looking for people on the other side of the equation to recognize you for that. Very
3: important. You are not being a superhero in a vacuum. Like if you were on a desert island, you would not be... Right.
2: Superheroing right. it. So let's say you were just on vacation with your your children and your grandson, for example, and you were the one really taking on the bulk of the responsibility to the point where maybe your grandson was hanging onto your leg for I a good no part. Idea. I just don't know what you're talking about. It's very foreign to me. Okay. So, the superhero. <laughs> the superhero is
3: the mm-hmm. second persona. Okay. Are you that? Stop it. And the third is um, – this is interesting – I think this is really common for women, the damsel in disguise, right? You want – and I mean disguise because you're not the damsel in distress going, oh, somebody help me because if you did that, someone might help you. The damsel in disguise is that person who wants someone so badly to save her that she can't bear the disappointment that they won't. They won't do it the way she longs to have it done like – let me come in and help you. That's why the white knight syndrome happens,
2: Yeah. right? Yeah. But could you please save me, right? Why do you need to be saved? Or they they just can't modulate between um, seeing, asking for help as an act of strength and an act of weakness. Yes. There's yes. just no in-between there. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm
3: not going to let you even try to help me unless you can make it
2: all better. yeah. yeah. Okay, so those are so likely you've recognized yourself in one of those three, and but look, um, we're going to help. So now, now we're going to get to solutions, right, Rach? Right. Don't don't despair. You're not hopeless. You're
3: just in a corner of your own construction. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna hack you out of that corner. We're here to help. We are your white knight. Right, so what is the solution here? I mean, surely there is a better way. I mean, there just is. But here's the thing like all really deep solutions, it requires you to tolerate that transition from moving from the way you do it now to another way. It isn't just like, oh, thanks for that information. I didn't know I was doing that, so I'll just do it a different way. That's just bullshit. That's not how change happens. So we're going to give you some concrete things you can do that will help you on your way. But here's a pro tip. It's not going
2: to feel great. Oh, yeah. Not for a while. Right. Right. So one thing that you have to start with is you have to set some boundaries. I think the easiest way to do that is to set it on your time. Because most likely, you are telling yourself this story that. You can take all of this on and you're doing so much that you're willing to expand the amount of time you're willing to put into whatever it is to keep all the plates spinning. But what if you told yourself, you know what, I'm actually only going to put three hours into this particular task or effort. Then what would happen is, Whatever didn't get done in those three hours would get exposed. Right, right. It it would be exposed, full exposure, right? right? So you – but you wouldn't even know that if you weren't willing to set boundaries. Well, here's
3: another form of a boundary because I think boundaries is the key here. Instead of looking at things like dinner, a dinner party, a a project at work in its entirety is like I got to do that – Immediately break it into pieces, right, where you go, well, I got to do this piece of it, but some other pieces some other people can take. And by the way, that reduces the stakes, the catastrophic consequences. Of if if that piece isn't done right or isn't done the way you want, okay, yeah. that's okay. Oh, yeah. You're not saying, here, take this entire project
2: off. Right. So one, one thing that comes to mind for me, so – I have been staying up way too late answering emails. I've noticed because I get them when I wake up in the morning. Just so – but – Therefore, if I had just said to myself, which maybe I need to do starting after the show, no more emailing after 8 o'clock at night, no more answering emails, yep. then what would happen is I would recognize what was going unanswered right? right? Be, as a result of me not being willing to spend until 11 o'clock at night right. answering emails. And then you could solve that the problem. problem right? Right? Why is it that I need to spend until 11 o'clock at night every night answering emails? Well, right? I think
3: this, is, this needs to be called out because I actually remember this is what we were talking about before mm. vacation, by overcompensating yes.
2: and doing it all, you are not allowing the real structural problems right. to reveal themselves, right. which is huge. Huge. I mean, this is another place where it got exposed. In the teaching at Kellogg, I was willing to spend so many hours grading papers myself that it never got exposed that there was a better way to approach the well, grading that's system. The that's, that's the thing. Only
3: by stepping back yes. do you, does it reveal that oh, other people might find a better, a better way than me. Yeah. I, the the, pe- the price is I won't know what that is yet yeah. until it's over. Yeah. right. The other thing is not only Suzanne, do you have to say out loud on the podcast? I'm not going to email after eight p.m. And are you really saying that now?
2: Now, wait. No. Okay. Are you really? Let's okay. Pay time.
3: Okay. Eight is a little. I, I think nine. Nine. Okay. Really, Rachel? Yes. What the fuck? You just said this is a thing. and Now you're going really. I'm not going to do that. Hello, this you just made that rule. So either take the rule off the table or follow it. And what I'm what I'm going to say is, once you announce out loud, I say to my family out loud, "Okay, here's my new absolute commitment." They're going to
2: hold you to it. it. Isn't just you holding yourself to it? Okay. But then what if my. I, I, What if my inbox is literally overflowing with things that people need my response to? Right. Well, will that not reveal a problem that we can then solve
3: together? And it's not going to be you solving it by actually answering them all? Like,
2: we have to reveal what the problem is underneath. Okay. No more emailing. I can do other things like read or or for work or whatever, but no more emailing after 9 o'clock at night. 9 o'clock. That's nine, right. 9.30. 9 o'clock. 9.
3: 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock Central Time, which, yes, <laughs> is 10 o'clock my time.
2: Really? Central Time, no
3: matter where I am? Yeah. No, 9 o'clock wherever you are. Okay. Okay. Okay? So we've just announced that. Now, I I'm, I'm just want to put that warning out again. When – in the path to freedom here – where you're not either the superwoman or Superman or the perfectionist, right, or the damsel in disguise, to get out of those personas is going to be super painful. This is not going to be fun or easy. You're going to feel like, oh, my God, my world is falling apart. Right, because in this example, the perfectionist in me is like, well, I always answer people's emails. Here's the other thing. When other people start helping you, you, A, may not interfere – And, B, you have to praise them for doing that because people are like dogs. And if you don't praise them for helping you, they're not going to do it again. Thank you for helping me make dinner even though I desperately want to do this myself because you fucking don't know how to put a lid on a pot. Right? Or you don't clean up afterwards, which is really hard for me. Like, no, you don't get to say any of that. So let's just recap what the solutions are here in case it got lost in the silliness of our banter. First of all, it's about setting boundaries. Set boundaries on your time so you can see what the solution is. Part of that is break up what it is you're committing to into pieces and turn over pieces of it to other people so the stakes are a little lower and you can deal with that. Um, Also, just consider the possibility that by giving over something to someone else and taking it off your plate, they could do it better than you. It's going to be different, but it could be better. And then finally, Suzanne, like this, you have to announce out loud to your podcast audience what you're about to do so they can hold you accountable. You have to say it out loud. Like me. Like you. Just did.
2: Check it out. 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 Check it out.
3: it out. So let's talk about what we've discovered lately. Gotta check it out. Let's. Okay, here's here's my check it out, which is actually shocking that I had to discover this in Chicago when it's blocks from me in New York. Someone told me yesterday to go to La Colombe uh, coffee shop and get a draft. Oat milk latte. It's called a draft latte. So it's literally on tap. And it is probably about half latte and three shots of espresso or cold brew. It's cold brew. And I am just telling you, I took one sip and I was like, are you kidding me? This is a milkshake. I sucked that down. I went right back in and I ordered another. And then I immediately went online and looked at every location in New York, and I texted a whole bunch of people. It is my new thing. It's way better than Bulletproof. It tastes so
2: delicious. All I want to say is I encountered you after you had that, too. You were actually a little angry. My my eyeballs were vibrating. You you were were a little on edge. Um, Okay. My check this out is I really want to question the critics' take on the movie Yesterday because I freaking loved it. What movie? Yesterday. The movie is called Yesterday. Oh. Oh, oh. The movie called Yesterday. It is delightful, delicious, happy, and I, I. It was so what I think we need in this moment. Look, if you're watching The Handmaid's Tale yeah, or like Big Little Lies or anything dark right now, just spend two hours going to this movie yesterday. You forget how wonderful the music is, how great it is to just go to a movie where it's. It is. it has a little undertone of, like, you're anxious a little bit during parts of it, but pure fun and joy. And we need that in this world. And the acting is great. You know, even Ed Sheeran, who is really a terrible actor, but he's playing himself at least, so it's really credible, is just great. He's just great. So go out and see it and don't listen to the critics. It's just great. And I'll remind you that the Beatles... I mean, I don't want to age myself, but I mean, just say. Really? It's never been better. Never. but be- it Never. And it travels generation to generation. It does. It does. So it's really worth worth checking that
1: out. Check this motherfucker out. Yesterday All my troubles seem so far away Now it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, I believe in yesterday Suddenly
3: If you like what you heard, you can find us at bigpayoffradio.com on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters.
1: Why she had to go I don't know she wouldn't say I said something Such an easy game to play. Now I need a place to hide away. Oh, I believe
2: in yesterday.
1: At some point in
2: this podcast, the Green Juice story is going to come out. Okay. I don't know when, but it's going to come out. (laughs) You're welcome. I grew the help I need. I need it morning. Like, like I, I saw know. the line. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to grow the help I need. I'm just going to go get the help I need. <laughs> <laughs> grow the juice I need. Uh-huh. <laughs> grow the juice I need.
1: Now I need a place to hide away.